The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. One week officially now in the books in the NFL, and we are full steam ahead looking at week two. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by betonline.ag. The online gaming website of choice for the Even Money podcast with the best odds and fast payouts. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman that I think a couple years ago I was actually better than Steve for the entire season here on the Even Money podcast. But that's not how it went last year and that's not how week one went. He is the pro. He is the expert. You can check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. That's the only place he is, by the way, on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, or <clears throat> over at pregame.com. The one and only Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. He is the man. By the way, I should mention, for those of you who like to play things, if you like to play Madden, the video game, I am giving out a free code or a free hard copy every week, really for the foreseeable future. So you have an excellent chance to win one of the Madden copies. Make sure you sign up ASAP for the email newsletters over at RossTucker.com. It's like once every two months, I'd say. I send out a story from my time in the NFL. That will be where we give you the clue for this week, how to be the winner. Uh, Steve, um, pretty good week one for you. Before we even dive into the results, any 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 thoughts, any broad thoughts about week one? I think week one versus week two, you know, transitioning is the one week I make my most significant adjustments in my ratings, Ross, because I don't have that much confidence in my ratings going into a year. So you're going to see me change my opinion I'm basically the Waffle House week, too, where there may have been teams I was high on, but I'm looking to aggressively change my stance if what I saw and what the stats show is different than what I expected. Got it. Well, we like to do the reviews so that people know uh, exactly how things went. For the Kansas City-New England game, Steve, you lost two units. Well, let me just say, let me take a step back. 
for the week, we you were up seven units, Steve. I was an even. I was even, so not in the red, but I was even. And the best bets came through four out of six times. So we were four and two on our best bet. So let's get to it, um, just so everybody knows. The New England KC game, I passed that one. You went with New England and you lost two units there. Then your biggest winner of the day, Steve, was that Bears call against the Falcons. We both had the under. That was a best bet, so we both got two units there. Then you, oh no, I, I put two units on the under. You put one on the under. And then you put three units on the Bears, and they came through for you, Steve. They almost won the game outright. They should have. So that was a heck of a bet by you. Um, then Arizona hurt us both on that best bet. That really surprised me. I mean, obviously, I told people two units to put on Arizona. But that, that surprised me, Steve, that, that bad of a performance by the Cardinals, especially after they started the game by getting a pick six from Stafford. Yeah, you know, it certainly didn't help that David Johnson made a fantastic catch in the red zone in the third quarter as Arizona was going in. And now if he got injured on the play, he's going to be out for a couple months and totally different team without him. Our third best bet was on the Eagles. I put two units on them. You put three units on them. As we suspected, they came through. Then the next best bet... Buffalo Jets under, that came through as well, um, which was really nice. Um, and then um, you lost two units on the Titans. That was this, I, I passed that one, Steve, but you lost two units on the Titans. That was another surprising score to me. Not necessarily that they lost, but that they lost by 10 at home. Raiders looked really good. The stats were equal. I didn't mind the onside kick to start the game. But uh, the Raiders just, uh, they were the better team. And then the last best bet that came through for us was two units on the under in the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. The total was 42.5. The final score was 20 to nothing. So we crushed the under there. So that was, we've gotten four wins on the, on the best bet so far and then the one loss I was doing pretty good up until that point. Until the, the late games, I was, I was up nine. Um, no, that's not right. I was up five. I was up five. I was up five. Then we get to the late games and the primetime games. We both passed Minnesota and New Orleans. Uh, probably a good thing that we did. I put one unit on Seattle. You put one unit on Green Bay. So we went to head-to-head there, and you came out on top. Then we both put two units on the Niners. We both love the Niners. That was our last best bet, and we got waxed. Carolina took the Niners to the woodshed. So that's why we were 4-2 and two on the best bets. And then the Giants really let me down. I lost two units there. And you put two units on the under, which was unbelievable call by you. It was a nineteen to three game, um, and that was. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't put units on the under there. That that bothers me. So 
through week one, we were four and two on the best bets, and you were up seven units. I was even, and hopefully we can do better this week. I know a lot of people listening can do better as it relates to fantasy football by trying the new best ball leagues that they've got on the best app out there, Draft. Look, it's, it's, it's daily fantasy football, one-week fantasy football, whatever you call it, right? No trades, no waiver wires, don't have to worry about injuries. But these are snake drafts that start every minute, which is pretty cool. Pretty much every minute they start. All you need to do is download the app on your phone anytime. Just search draft in the app or Play Store or whatever. And you can, or you can play right from your computer if you want on playdraft.com. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a best ball draft when you make your first deposit. Just make sure you use the promo code ROSS3. Again, a real money game for free just for using my promo code ROSS3 on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store. Go to playdraft.com and come play free with promo code ROSS3. Uh, so we went through the rest of them, Steve. Any other thoughts that jump out to you? I think you covered I think one thing we got to be careful going forward. I always look forward instead of backwards. The hurricane teams. Houston really was a no-show. you got to worry about the Florida teams this week. How much of a distraction is that really going to be? And I wanted to ask you as a player, Ross, one of the things I love to do week two is any team that won week one playing an 0-1 team, I typically look to back the 0-1 team because of the sense of urgency. That seems to be the one week where you get maximum, absolute motivation. Everyone knows if you start 0-2, you don't make the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think that that's well said, Steve. I really do. I think that that's very well said. Um, Okay, let's get into it, Brian. All right, well, let's start off with, as we always do, Thursday Night Football. It's Houston, one of the aforementioned uh, hurricane teams, will be at Cincinnati. Bengals, six-and-a-half-point favorites with a total, a low total of 38. Yeah, that is a low total, man. Um, It sounds like Deshaun Watson is going to start, even though Bill O'Brien is trying to do the, the Jedi mind trick thing and act like he doesn't know who's starting or he's not going to say. Uh, by the way, it says something about something that that news got out after O'Brien made it clear he didn't want it to. But they're going to start a rookie quarterback, it looks like, on a short week on the road with a sprained ankle behind a really bad offensive line. And by the way, the quarterback was not very impressive in the preseason. I don't think he's ready. So I don't like laying that many points ever, Steve, especially in a low-scoring game. But I'm going to put one unit on the Bengals laying the 6.5, and and I'm going to put one unit on the under as well. I know you're going to tell me something about 38 being historically low, but I have a tough time seeing how this game gets gets higher than 20-17. to Houston Texans, tight end concussions, O-line can't block anyone, and they're distracted. They can't. Um, they don't have time for Watson to get ready for this game. I agree completely. The Bengals turn it over five times. They're going to be careful with the ball because that's the only way they lose if they turn it over again. There's no way Watson and company should generate any offense with all the problems on their O-line, and they don't even have a healthy tight end anymore. One unit on Cincinnati. 
One unit on the under, double best bet. The best bet. Hit it again, Bri. I don't know if we've ever had a double like that before. The best bet. I like it. Daily double. I like best bets because you're obviously better at this than me, so it makes me feel good about my pick. What do you got, Bri? All right, moving on to Sunday, Steve. We've got the Tennessee Titans, minus 2.5 at the Jags, 43.5 total. That was extremely impressive by the Jacksonville, the Saxonville Jaguars, the Sackville Baggins, if you're a Tolkien fan. Um, Having said that, and I know Calais Campbell looks like a great addition for Jacksonville, I still refuse to believe that Jacksonville is necessarily a playoff team, and I do think the Titans will compete. I've got the better team at 0-1. I've got a team distracted by the Hurricane that's 1-0 that simply does not string together uh, wins historically. Paycheck City, Jacksonville, where the team goes and parties after winning a game. I'm on the Titans, two units. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, yeah, I think the Titans bounce back, and I wonder, Jacksonville, they, they can't just keep playing that way. It's going to be tough to just hand the ball to Fournette that many times and they expect to have that much success. For the reasons that, that you mentioned, I'll put one unit on the Titans in that one. Another best bet. The best bet. Ross, the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens minus eight, total 40. This, um, this line's been moving because I think it was, I saw it was seven and a half, you know, so people are putting money on the Ravens. Um, I understand that. They're playing at home. They just beat the Bengals 20 to nothing. I'm not going to do that, though, but I am going to put a unit on the under. The Ravens' defense is awesome. I can't imagine the Browns scoring very many points at all. And the Ravens' offense isn't that great, but the Browns' D is actually pretty solid. So I'm actually going to put two units on the under in this game. Under 40 is my bet. In terms of the line, I guess I... I guess I would lean Cleveland maybe, but not much of a lean at all. I'm putting two units on the under here. Trying to figure out how many field goals it's going to take to beat me. That's 14 field goals. I'm with you. I agree with everything you said. So on the total, I'm going to, uh, we're, we're going to have a best bet because I'm going to go under for one unit. I'm also going to make a two-unit bet on an NFL teaser. Now, an NFL teaser is when you get six extra points, but you've got to get two games right instead of one. I'm confident Baltimore is going to win this game. We're going to tease Baltimore down to minus two with the next game, Carolina, down to minus one for a two-team teaser. Uh, that's two units. The under is a best bet one unit. The best bet. All right. Well, Steve, we already talked about it. Buffalo at Carolina. You're going Carolina without the teaser at seven and a half points uh, and the total 42 and a half. Yes. So, um, I do think Carolina is going to win. Cam didn't get very much in the way of reps. He did not win the game against San Francisco. That defense, though, looked much better than expected. And, you know, I'm worried about Buffalo. I'm worried about them because they've got one running back, and they run the ball over 50% of the time. So down the road, when McCoy gets banged up, I mean, it, it, is, Mike, is Tolbert going to be, you know, their backup running back all year long? Um, but right now, they should hang in there. It, they might cover, they might not, but they're not going to win, so that's why I like the teaser. 
Yeah, I'm passing this one. Um, that line feels about right to me. I think the Carolina Panthers end up winning by about a touchdown. The, the, the thing I would look at here would probably be the under. So I'm going to put one unit on the under, although I, I don't know about that Bills defense, but I'm going to go one unit on the under. I feel like Sean McDermott knows Carolina's personnel very well, the former Bills, the former Panthers D coordinator. So I think he'll be able to scheme things up to keep Carolina in check. I don't expect the Bills to score very many points at all against Carolina. So I changed my mind. I'm going two units. So two units on the under 42.5 in this one. Ross, what about the Patriots? Are they going to bounce back at New Orleans? New England minus 6.5 against the Saints with a total of 55. Yeah, I'll put a unit on the Patriots. I, I think they win the game. I think they win by at least a touchdown. That total number is too rich for my blood, but one unit on the Patriots. I'm a little bit nervous, though, after that Thursday night game. Plus, I think the Saints will bounce back, but the Saints on a short week. Patriots extended time to prepare for this one. Uh, I don't like laying six and a half on the road at all, but I'm putting one on the Patriots. Yeah, Belichick really good off of a loss. I got to tell you, I really downgraded New England. I am 10 points better than the average team. The defense is what most concerns me, along with Gronk not, not looking healthy and the cluster injuries with their wide receivers and Brady having to get used to new receivers. I do want to address, i got a pet peeve here, Ross, with the media, the national media. I don't think I've seen anyone put the Patriots number one on their power ratings. They're number one on my power ratings. Yet, we all know they're still the best team. You would bet the Patriots would pick them on a neutral against any team, as would I. You wouldn't be laying six and a half with the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dallas Cowboys or anybody else at New Orleans, but we'll do it with New England. Why, when... The media, the national media puts power ratings. Do they refuse to, to throw the records out the window and just take the best team? We do have a best bet, though. New England minus six and a half, one unit. The best bet. You know, that's interesting, Steve, because I, I, I dropped them several spots in my power rankings as well, and I try to do it based on what I think would happen on a neutral site. And it's hard for me, after the Chiefs just beat them that bad in New England, to not think that if they both played right here in my backyard right now that the Chiefs wouldn't win. I would be more than happy to, um, if, if the game was in New England, to lay five with New England against the Chiefs. And I really think by the end of the year, we'll have New England back at number one, even though they won't be as good as I thought they would be. All right, up next, Arizona minus seven and a half at the Indianapolis Colts. 44 and a half the total. Steve, your turn. Speaking of not being as good as I thought they would be, well, I knew that the Colts were going to be very bad with Tolzien, but they're even worse than I thought they'd be. It looks like we're going to get a Jacoby Brissett start, or there will be a riot in the downtown Indianapolis area. Um, Arizona, oh, David Johnson goes out, and uh, Carson Palmer, aged three years, based upon him being on the bench, he really looks uh, like he just does not have the zip on this ball. So many passes could have been picked that weren't. I really lowered Arizona's power rating. I lowered them four points from two points better than an average team to two points worse than an average team. I got Indianapolis almost as bad as the Jets, but you know what? Public embarrassment equals maximum effort. The Colts got called out for that horrendous game, similar to my UNLV Rebels 
after losing as a 45-point favorite, they won their next week. And I think that the Colts will absolutely bring it. This should be a close game they lose. I'm going to take the Colts two units. Wow. Uh, interesting. All right. I'm going to be at this game, calling the game for Westwood 1. You know, it's tough to pick the Colts. This is one of the lessons I learned from last week, Steve. Like, I'm not picking a team when there's that much unknown. You know, like like the, like the Giants, I, I really thought Odell Beckham Jr. was going to play. So it really bothers me that I put two units on him, and then he didn't play. It, it's like... I wouldn't have put two units on the Giants without Odell Beckham Jr. Are you kidding me? So I, my new philosophy is going to be if, there's, if it's uncertain, I'm passing because I can't, I can't do that. I expect it to be Brissett, and I expect the Colts to play better, but I'm passing the game. I, I just don't like that level of uncertainty. It burned me last week. Ross, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs. KC minus five with a total of 47 and a half. This looks like an awesome game. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, extra time to prepare, extra time to heal. They're playing in the opener, uh, home opener. The Eagles on the road for a second week in a row. I think this is a competitive game, and I would actually lean Philadelphia in this one, but I'm going to pass the game. I think the Chiefs win a relatively close game. Um, five sounds about right. Maybe a little bit high, but I'm, I'm going to pass this one. I'm going to pass on the side as well. You know, I like to play unders. That's kind of been my bread and butter. But this is the one game that really looks like it's got a great chance to be a shootout, and the total is manageable at 47.5. Kansas City, you know what? You put 42 up on New England – you're going to put points up on anybody, and Philly's offense is clicking over 47.5, two units. Steve, the Minnesota Vikings will be at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh minus 6.5, total 45.5. Vikings looked awesome Monday night, really awesome, like in position to be a contender awesome, but i got to temper my enthusiasm a little bit. I mean, they got a totally um, – reconfigured O-line. Oh, Ross, I wanted to ask you about this because I'm sure you had that experience where you bring in a bunch of new guys, you shuffle them around. It's got to take time to build chemistry, and I would think that the Vikings just have to regress and they can't keep performing at that level, right? I'm going to pass this game. Passing as well. I think, I think the Steelers win the game. I think they play better coming back at home. The Vikings, short week. Everybody telling them how great they are. I don't think that they'll play quite as well against Pittsburgh. Uh, I think the Steelers probably win by about a touchdown, and I think the the total seems about right, 24-21, something like that, you know, 27-20 in that range. So I'm passing. I don't really have a lean. I guess I had lean taking the Vikings in the points, but it's not a very strong one. Ross, Chicago at Tampa Bay. Bucks seven-point favorites with a total of 43. Yeah, this is one I thought about a lot. Um, I'm going to end up passing the game because I think the Bucks do win by about a touchdown. But I, I would lean Chicago here. I just don't like that now. Not only is Kevin White hurt, but Jarrell Freeman, their linebacker, went on IR as well. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to pass this one. I think that the the heaviest lean I would have would be on the under in this one 
because obviously the Bucks know Mike Glennon's strengths and weaknesses very well, and the Bears have a pretty good D. So um, I would lean. In fact, I just talked myself into it. I'm going to put one unit on the under. You talked me into it as well. It's Tampa Bay's opener, which I always look towards unders. Their offense, first-team offense, only one score and 14 possessions during the preseason, so they are underachieving. And let's face it, if uh, Hooper doesn't um, – he, man, he was the slowest guy I've ever seen to catch an 88-yard touchdown pass. But if he doesn't catch that blown coverage and put on the stiff arm, uh, we'd be really talking up the Bears' defense. And the Bears are running out of wide receivers – Go two units, best bet, under. The best bet. All right, Steve, on to the late games. Miami will be in Los Angeles against the Chargers. Chargers four-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 45-and-a-half. They'll always be my San Diego Chargers. Wow, Coach Lynn, what was that with clock management at the end of the game? That was just embarrassing. Fourth and one, um, and tick, tick, do something, you know. Um the there's no question in my mind with the Miami distractions and I do have the chargers as the better team. I'm worried whether they have any kind of real home field advantage. However, I'm going to pass. Yeah. I, I, I like the dolphins in this spot. Just the fact that the chargers are on a short week. They were on the road late emotional division game. The dolphins have been really gearing up for this one after not playing in week one. I got a unit on the Dolphins getting the four and a half points. Ross, how about the Jets at the Oakland Raiders? Oakland minus 14, total 43 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm not laying 14 points in an NFL game. I, I just, that that is, if I had to lean, I'd probably still lean Oakland, which is crazy. But I'm not, I'm not laying 14 points. This is a pass. For me there, um, but in terms of the total, forty-three and a half sounds pretty high. I mean, the Jets aren't going to score very much at all this year, ever. And then, are the Raiders really going to get to thirty points? I'll put a unit on the under in this one. I'm pretty sure the Raiders are going to get to thirty points. I, uh, you bring up a great point. Fourteen points. If you watch the Buffalo game, the Jets got destroyed by Buffalo absolutely crushed the whole game and yet it was 14 to 12 late in the third quarter and the jets were going for a two-point conversion it shows how hard it is to separate by 14 i'm gonna pass all right steve what about washington at the los angeles rams rams two and a half point favorites with a total of 46 and it's all about the number here is leaking up to three i see a couple threes popping up so i'm not going to make an official play on washington at two and a half but when it goes to three, absolutely, I will play the Redskins at that point. So for now, it's only a strong lean. Okay, the Rams looked awesome. But was that just the Colts looking terrible? I refuse to believe that the Rams are suddenly better than the Redskins based upon one game. I think that maybe at, at most they're comparable. And I don't think the Rams had much of a home field in Los Angeles. And I've got the 0-1 team that is staring at the abyss. You start 0-2 in the NFC East, you're done. They have an all-in, must-win game against a fat, drunk, and happy Ram team that just got their blowout win. This one comes down to the final field goal. Strong lean Washington. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, 
I was going to pick Washington, um, but Sean McVay was just there the last couple years, so he too has a pretty good understanding of the Redskins personnel. Plus, I'm a little nervous about the Redskins' new coordinators right now. So I, I, I'm a strong lean for Washington as well, but I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to put a bet down. Ross, the Dallas Cowboys, minus two at the Denver Broncos, 42-and-a-half. That surprises me. I, I, I get that, that feels like a reaction to what happened Sunday night uh, with the Cowboys' defense looking good, but I think that was because the Giants – are not good. I'm I'm all over the Broncos in this one. Two units getting two points at home. I think that they win the game outright. The short week worries me a little bit, but give me two units on the Denver Broncos at home. Their defense is legit. And Simeon, I thought played really well. Yeah, I think sometimes it's just really obvious to me what the right side is. I agree with you, Ross. And let me make my case. You had a totally banged up New York Giant team on the road at Dallas, and they're only getting four. Now you got a Denver team. Well, Denver's better than the Giants. I mean, a lot better without Beckham. And they're home in altitude. Very difficult place to play. And I'm getting plus two. So that's saying it's basically the same line. We had just six for home field. The time to bet on Dallas was Sunday night laying four when Beckham was announced out. The time to bet against them is here at Denver Broncos went out, right? Hey, two extra points. We'll take it. Two units, best bet. The best bet. Steve, the San Francisco 49ers up in Seattle, and the Seahawks, 13.5-point favorites there, 42.5 the total. I, by the way, I failed to mention I leaned to the under in the Dallas-Denver game, but I feel strong, more strongly about this under. San Francisco... They were not going to be able to score against Carolina. If you can't score against Carolina, you don't score against the Legion of Boom off of a disappointing loss. But Seattle's O-line is still in such shambles. I can't believe that they're going to be able to run it up against anybody, um, especially a Niner team that does appear to be playing very hard for Shanahan, but it's going to take a while for them to learn to play offense under his complex systems, two units under. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, 13 and a half points is a lot, and I was really tempted to take the Niners, but that week one performance was concerning to me. I don't see either team, though, scoring very many points. This, this total seems way high to me. I'm, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe the Vegas folks know something we don't, but give me three units on the under 42.5 here. Three, and it's the best bet. The best bet. Ross, Sunday night football has Green Bay at Atlanta. Falcons minus three. Uh, high total, 53 and a half. Yeah, uh, very high total. This, everything about this feels right. They, they seem like they play all the time. They played twice last year. It's a high-scoring game. And, you know, I don't know. I think the Falcons at home opening up their stadium – I'll, I'll lean to the Falcons to play better than they did in Chicago and to win this one by about three. I guess if I had to lean, I would go – I'd put a unit on Green Bay, but I'm not going to. Don't have to bet every game. This should be a super entertaining, high-scoring game. I'm going to pass it. All right, Steve, let's finish it out. Monday night football, Detroit at the New York Giants. G-men, three-and-a-half-point favorites there. 
Uh, total, again, 43 and a half. It goes back to what Ross was saying. Who's going to play? I'm really not sure. Um, the Lions, if there's no Beckham, is the better team, and I should bat, be backing them, but it goes back to that nasty 0-1 versus 1-0. I don't want the 1-0 really happy team going on the road against the team whose backs are against the wall. So I would just lean to the Detroit Lions. Totally agree. I mean, if Beckham Jr. Now, how can they even have a line not knowing whether or not he's playing? He affects the line, Steve. How many points is he worth? I would say he's worth a point and a half because he's so vital to the Giants offense with no running game, no O-line, and Eli, the statue that he is, that that slant of Beckham is so powerful. It, it absolutely won him 11 games last year. It's kind of amazing if you think about it, Steve. He's the only guy on offense that I would say is really above average. I mean, you could argue that their center and left guard are slightly above average, but the rest of the O-linemen are below average. Um, I don't know. There's, there's 15 quarterbacks I'd probably take ahead of Eli. They're running backs. The other O-linemen I mentioned, they're all below. I think Brandon Marshall at this stage is below average. Not a, not a good group. I would lean Detroit, uh, but for the reasons why you stated. In fact, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to put a unit on Detroit. I, you know, three and a half, I like that number. At, you know, because if they lose, I think it's probably by a field goal. So one unit on the Lions on Monday night. Give people something to bet on Monday night. One unit on the Lions. Well, now that you know our best bets, and now that you know Steve's bets, there's only one place to go, betonline.ag. You use the promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit, and you get a 50% welcome bonus, up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. Plus, they got the most props and state-of-the-art live betting software. Plus, you get $25 on your first live bet with their live betting software. That's awesome. They also have all kinds of other sports if you want to. But we're talking NFL football. Do not miss out on betting tomorrow night's game or any of the weekend games. Visit betonline.ag. Make sure you use that promo code EVENMONEY so you get that 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500, which pretty incredible when you think about it. Other than that, Bri, as I said earlier, and Steve, you know the deal. We love the retweets or the Facebook likes. It means a lot. We have a Spread the Word winner via social media every week on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. iTunes rankings and comments of this podcast, just when you're done, just boom, iTunes, five stars, or whatever you think, and give a little comment. Really, really helps, as does downloading multiple times on multiple devices. And sign up right now to get on the email list for tomorrow so you can win that that free Madden game coming to someone on Monday. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.